ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد so continuing with بلوغ المرام we're in the chapter of Qada uh, al-Hajah, the uh, answering the call of nature, how a person uses and visits the toilet and what's mentioned in the sunnah about what you should do, what you should not do. And so last time we mentioned two hadith. We mentioned the hadith of Anas ibn Malik, that the Prophet sallam used to remove his ring when going in to uh, relieve himself. And that was due to the fact that the ring had some remembrance of Allah upon it. The name of Allah was upon it. And so we derived from that hadith that a person should not take in any remembrance of Allah into the toilet. And he should remove that. Unless he fears that removing it may be a cause for that thing to become lost or stolen. Then he can take it in with him as long as he covers it up and he conceals it. Uh, the second hadith was also Anas ibn Malik radiallahu that the Prophet ﷺ, if he entered the area of relieving himself, then he would say, Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min al-khubithi wal-khaba'ith. That, oh Allah, I seek refuge in you from the khubith and khaba'ith, as you mentioned, is the male and the female shayateen, because that's where they gather. <coughs> and the scholars have said that the shayateen, the evil jinn from amongst them, then these are the types of places they live and they gather in. In the dirty places, the impure places, the bathrooms, the toilets. That's the types of places they go, the shayateen and the uh, evil from amongst the jinn. The next hadith now, again, Anas ibn Malik, radiallahu anhu, qal, Kana Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi yadkhul al-khala' fa'ahmilu ana wa ghulamun nahwi idawatan min ma'in wa'anazah fa'yastanji bilma' muttafaqun alayhi. وعن المغيرة بن شعبة رضي الله عنه قال عن النكس حديث أوسو قال للنبي صلى الله عليه وسلم خذ الإداوة فانطلق حتى توارى عني فقضى حاجته متفق عليه The first hadith of Anas ibn Malik it says that the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم when he would enter the area for relieving himself or go to that area to relieve himself he says that I and another boy similar to me we would carry like a bucket, a type of bucket or some type similar to a bucket of water. Wa'anaza, anaza, a type of stick. Uh, and then he says that the Prophet ﷺ would purify himself or clean himself after relieving himself with water. And in the next hadith, uh, the hadith of Mughira ibn Shu'ba, he says that the Prophet ﷺ said, Take an idawa, take this uh, like bucket of water. And then the Prophet ﷺ, uh, he went from me until he was invisible to see and then he relieved himself so these two narrations now mm. so this hadith now that Anas ibn Maliki says that when the Prophet ﷺ used to go to the area to relieve himself then I and another boy similar to me we would carry this uh, <coughs> this bucket or this uh, item with water in it he says I and another boy I, he's talking about himself, Anas ibn Malik, an, and he says, another boy, meaning somebody young under the age of puberty. 
another boy who was young under the age of puberty. Uh, and sometimes the word ghulam, it can be used to indicate somebody older in age. It can be used for that. Meaning that it is somebody who is strong. But typically ghulam would be used to indicate somebody young in age, under the age of puberty, even though it can be used for someone older. Or it could be used to indicate a servant. You could say such and such is the ghulam of such and such, i.e. the servant of that person. So these are the different meanings of the word ghulam. And here he says nahwi, meaning therefore that it was someone young, similar to Anas ibn Malik at that time. Like we said, Anas ibn Malik, he began to serve the Prophet ﷺ from a young age. So this was another individual, another young boy, similar to him in age. With that word ghulam, you then understand the impermissibility of the name that some people have, ghulamul rasul and ghulamul nabi. These types of names are haram, they are shirk. It is impermissible to have those types of names, the slave of the prophet or the servant of the prophet. It is impermissible to have those types of names. So here Anas ibn Malik says that myself and another boy similar to me in age, we would carry the idawah. Idawa is a type of vessel, a type of bucket that you have water in it. And it's made out of skin normally. It's like a, a, a pouch, a pouch which is made out of skin that you carry water in it. Uh, and normally it is small. And here it would indicate the hadith. The hadith would indicate that this pouch of water was a small pouch of water. To the extent that Anas ibn Malik who was young at the time could carry it. If it was so big and heavy with lots of water, the young boys would not have been able to carry it. And it's Ibn Malik radiallahu anhu at that time from them. So this indicates that it was a small pouch of water. And he says we also carried an anaza. Al anaza asa saghira fi rasiha hadida muhaddada. They say that an anaza is a small stick which has some metal at the head of it. A small stick with some metal at the head of it. Uh, and some of them say it is a small spear. وَيَقُولُ بَعْضُهُمْ الْعَنَزَ هِيَ الرُّمْحُ الْقَصِيرِ It is a small spear. So these are the definitions of this anaza. That it is either a type of stick with some metal at the end of it. Or it is a small spear. Something light that you can carry in your hand as a weapon. That you could protect yourself with. So this anaza, this type of stick or spear, was carried for the Prophet وسلم, uh, for when he was uh, answering the call of nature. He also used to use this particular stick or this small spear for when he was praying. The Prophet وسلم, would use this small type of stick or spear to place in front of himself as the sutra. For when he was praying. And the wisdom behind carrying this water, Anas ibn Malik says we were carrying this water for the Prophet. The wisdom behind that is clearly that when a person relieves himself, he then has water available to be able to purify himself. That's obvious, carrying the water to, to clean yourself after relieving yourself. But what about the stick? 
Why was the stick being taken for the Prophet Sallallahu uh, for when he was going to relieve himself? Why was the stick taken? Why was the stick taken? The stick was taken or the small spear was taken so that the Prophet ﷺ could stick it into the ground and put some cloth on it, hang some cloth off it in order that he could then uh, be concealed behind it when relieving himself. So he could stick this spear or this small stick into the ground, put some cloth over it and spread it out and then that would make a small barrier where you could conceal yourself behind it to relieve yourself so that no one can see. And similarly, like we said, one of the other reasons why this stick would be carried for the Prophet ﷺ was that if he was out in the open somewhere, then he could use that stick as a sutra for when praying. So these are the reasons why this stick was carried. So what are the benefits from this hadith then? The hadith of Anas ibn Malik where he says that when the Prophet ﷺ was going to relieve himself, then we carried some water for him and we carried the stick for him. Firstly, the Shaykh says from the benefits of this hadith, Al-Mas'ala Al-Ula, Mashru'iyat Khidmati Ahl Al-Fadl, Li'anna Anasan Wal-Ghulam Al-Ladhi Ma'ahu, Wa Kathalika Al-Mughira, Kama Ya'ti Fi Al-Hadith Al-Ladhi Ba'da, Kanu Yakhdimuna Nabi Sallam, Bal Kanu Yatisharrafuna Bi Khidmati Sallam. Shaykh says the first issue that you can take out from these narrations is the virtue of helping and aiding and serving the people of virtue. Those people who have rank and status, they have honor and respect and virtue, clearly as the Prophet ﷺ did. Then the hadith indicates the permissibility of aiding and helping and serving those people. Getting something for them or doing some chores for them, that is something good to help and aid the people of virtue, the people of knowledge. So that is something which is taken from this hadith. And Anas ibn Malik and the other young boy, they were doing that. Carrying the water for the Prophet ﷺ, carrying the stick for the Prophet ﷺ. And in fact, the Shaykh says that would be an honor for them. Anas ibn Malik and the other young boy, they were honored to help the Prophet ﷺ. They were honored to serve the Prophet ﷺ. Secondly, the hadith indicates, the hadith indicates the legislation to cover oneself when urinating. That you must cover yourself when urinating. And that's indicated by the fact that the Prophet ﷺ was carrying this stick with him that could be used to stick into the ground and put a cloth over it to make a small barrier. So it is legislated to cover yourself when urinating. Thirdly, In it, is the legislation to purify your uh, body parts after relieving yourself with water. And istinja, it is to wash the private parts where, the, where you relieved yourself from, to wash those private parts where you relieved yourself from with water. That is istinja. So after relieving yourself, you wash those private parts with water. هَذَا يُسَمَّ إِسْتِنْجَاءٌ مِنَ النَّجُوْ وَهُوَ الْقَطْعُ يَعْنِي يَقْطَعُ أَثَرَ الْخَارِجِ بِغَسْلِهِ بِالْمَاءِ أو يُقْطَعُ أَثَرُ الْخَارِجِ بِغَسْلِهِ بِالْمَاءِ الْإِسْتِنْجَاءُ is called الْإِسْتِنْجَاءُ 
Because the word istinja comes from the word naju, which means to cut off, to finish off, to cut off. So what does that mean? I.e., once you wash your body parts where, the, uh, where you have relieved yourself, you wash those body parts, therefore you cut off and you finish off any leftovers or any after effects from the urine or from the uh, relieving yourself. Those after effects and those remainders, those uh, stains or whatever it may be, they are removed and they are finished and they are cut off. And that is what istinja means. To use that water to finish off those after effects from having relieved yourself. وَكَانَ صَلَى اللَّهِ وَسَلَّمَ تَارَةً يَسْتَعْمِلُ الْإِسْتِنْجَاءِ كَمَا فِي هَذَا الْحَدِيثِ وَتَارَةً يَسْتَعْمِلُ الْإِسْتِجْمَارِ Sometimes the Prophet ﷺ used to use water to purify himself after relieving himself. And sometimes he would use stones. Sometimes he would use stones to purify himself, which will come in the next hadith. فَإِزَالَةُ الْخَارِجِ إِمَّا أَن تَكُونَ بِالْمَاءِ وَهَذَا يُسَمَّ اسْتَنْجَاءِ so, so cleaning yourself after relieving yourself, cleaning yourself after answering the call of nature, after using the toilet, can either be done with water or it can be done with stones. With water it's called istinja, with stones it's called istijmar. Or it's possible you could use both of those methods. You could use stones first, and then you could use water on top of that to make sure that the area has been cleaned properly. But what's important, the Sheikh says, is that you remove the after effects of having used the toilet. Once you use the toilet, there will be after effects from that relieving of yourself. So those after effects must be removed. The signs of those after effects must be cleaned off. And it is not permissible, the Sheikh says. لا يجوز للإنسان يترك أثره. It is not permissible to leave those after effects without cleaning them. You cannot just use the toilet and leave it as it is. Rather, those after effects must be got rid of. The signs of you having relieved yourself must be washed away. Because if a person doesn't remove those signs and after effects of using the toilet, they will impurify his body and his clothing. This is from the Islamic perspective, that it is impure and it will impurify that person's body and his clothes. So he must get rid of those after effects and those signs of using the toilet. <coughs> the Sheikh says that's Islamically. But then the Sheikh says even medically, even medically, then this is something harmful to the person. It's harmful to his health to use the toilet and to leave all of the after effects and the the drops and the stains, etc., from relieving himself. It's something medically wrong and bad for him. And it could be a cause for illness to come to that person. Leaving yourself and not cleaning yourself after the toilet could be a cause for impurity and illness and disease occurring to that person. So it is legislated that a person must wash himself and clean himself after using the toilet and it is impermissible to not do so. المسألة الرابعة the fourth issue فيه إرشاد لتهية ما يحتاجه الإنسان من ماء أو ما ينوب عنه من أحجار وتهية الساتر الذي يحجبه أو يحجبه عن الناس إذا أراد قضاء حاجته وكذلك فيه إرشاد لتهية 
The hadith indicates that a person must prepare that which he needs in terms of water or stones when relieving himself. If a person is going to relieve himself, then he must be prepared and have some water to be able to clean himself afterwards or have some stones so that he can purify himself afterwards. A person must be prepared in that way. Similarly, he must be prepared to have some stick or something as the Prophet ﷺ did to cover himself and conceal himself when he's going to relieve himself or uh, to have that stick for the time of the prayer for the sutra. كما أن المطلوب من المسلم عندما يخرج لقضاء حاجته أن يختار مكانا بعيدا من أعين الناس كأن يكون منخفضا أو وراء جدار Similarly, the Shaykh says if a person was out in the open somewhere then if you're going to relieve yourself in the desert or those types of places you're out in the open somewhere then you must select an area that is hidden and concealed from the people maybe it is a depression in the earth a lower part of the earth where you can hide like a valley type of place some lower ground where people can't see or behind a wall or something of that nature where people cannot see you otherwise the sheikh says there are issues one of them is that the people they will see or you are presenting yourself to possibly having your aura seen by the people your private area to be seen by the people also you are going to be harming the people this is something which is harming the people because the people would not want to view that a person would not want to come across that sight someone relieving himself that is something which is a disgusting sight so you would be harming the people if they were to be able to see that on top of the fact that they would be able to see your private area so all of this is something not correct and accurate and a person therefore the hadith indicates must conceal himself when urinating and that is also one of the evidences why these toilets that are in the wall and a person lines up alongside other people are not correct to use. The next hadith, عن المغيرة ibn شعبة رضي الله عنه المغيرة ibn شعبة الثقفي from the people of Ta'if. He was from the people of Ta'if رضي الله عنه and he was from the senior people of Ta'if and he also was honored to serve the Prophet so he says, The Prophet said to me, Take this pouch of water. This indicates the permissibility of somebody who is older in age to ask someone or to use someone younger than them in age to help him and to serve him. Get me this and do that and do this. It's permissible to do so. Someone elder in age asking someone younger in age to do that for him. As the Prophet ﷺ did here. And there is no issue in that. There is no shame in that. That is something correct and okay. Someone older in age says to someone much younger than him in age, do me this or do me that or help me with this, help me with that. There is no shame in that whatsoever for that younger person to do that. And like we already said, it is good to help the people of virtue and to serve the people of virtue. Uh, so this is something that was honoring Al-Mughirat ibn Shu'ba. It was an honor for him to serve and help the Prophet sallallahu And this is something where there is cooperation upon goodness. As Allah said, And cooperate with each other and help each other, assist each other upon goodness and piety. So when you help someone, you serve someone, you do something, a favor, a chore, 
on behalf of someone to help them or to serve them, you get them something, etc. All of that is cooperating upon goodness. Cooperating upon goodness. For example, someone who is unable to move. They've had an accident, for example. They are bedridden. They are unable to move. They are unable to even go to the bathroom to make wudu. So someone can bring a bucket of water for them, for example, and help them to make wudu. Pour the water for them, etc. And the person can make the wudu. That is cooperation upon goodness. So here, that's an example of that. Again, al-idawa, like we said, it is a small vessel or a small pouch that you can carry water in it. فَانْطَلَقَ حَتَّى تَوَارَ Then, al-Mughirat ibn Shu'ba says that the Prophet ﷺ, he went until he was concealed from me. فَهَذَا فِيهِ أَنَّ الْإِنسَانِ يَتَوَارَ عَنِ النَّاسِ جَمِيعًا عِنْدَ قَضَاءِ الْحَاجَةِ حَتَّى عَنَ الَّذِينَ يَخْدُمُهُ وَقَدْ كَانَ نَبْسَ أَسَلَّمْ وَقَدْ كَانَ نَبْسَ أَسَلَّمْ إِذَا ذَهَبَ إِلَى الْخَلَاءِ يُبْعِدُ الْمَذْهَبِ حَتَّى لَا يُرَى And so this indicates that a person when he's going to relieve himself he has to go and conceal himself be hidden somewhere from the eyes of the people as the Prophet ﷺ did here that he would go far away somewhere concealed in the distance where the people couldn't see him even those who were helping and aiding him like Anas ibn Malik and Mughirat ibn Shaba, he would go far from them in a distance where they couldn't see him where he would be concealed, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So the benefits from this hadith, again, we understand that it is virtuous to aid and help the people of uh, virtuousness and piety, and that is something which is honorable, and it's something which is cooperating upon goodness, that you help the people of virtue, and also those who are weak and old, you help them, you serve them, you do the chores, etc. That is something good. Secondly, there is the permissibility of using someone younger to help you. To get someone who's younger than you in age to do some job for you, to do something for you, that's something correct and permissible and there's no embarrassment in that and there's no shame in that. And there's nothing wrong with that. Somebody elder in age saying to a child or someone younger than him, do this for me or do that for me, that's okay. Al-Mas'ala al-Thalitha Fihi mashru'iyyatul istinjab al-ma' ba'da qada'i al-haja min ajli qat'i athar al-kharij The hadith indicates the legislation for washing yourself with water after relieving yourself. Because the hadith says what? That the Al-Mughira ibn Shu'ba was carrying a pouch of water again. Khudil idawa. Have this or take this pouch of water. Al-Mas'ala al-Rabi'a fihi li'idad lil-ma'a wil-ahjar aw lil-ahjar qabla qada'i al-haja wa an la yu'akhar hadha ila an yaqdi hajata wa man thamma yaqumu li'idda hadhi al-ashya li'anna hadha fihi adha وَلَا رُبَّمَا أَدَّى ذَلِكَ إِلَىٰ إِبْقَاءِ النَّجَاسَةِ وَهَذَا مَحْضُورٌ عَلَيْهِ وَالْمَطْلُوبُ إِذَنْ الْمُبَادَرَ إِلَىٰ إِزَالَةِ النَّجَاسَةِ The Shaykh says also a person must prepare in advance water or stones, something that he is going to use to clean himself with, something that he is going to use to clean himself with, then he must have that ready before he relieves himself. He must have that ready before he relieves himself. Not that he goes and relieves himself then afterwards looks for water to clean himself. Or afterwards goes looking for stones to wipe himself. Rather he needs to have that prepared in advance so that as soon as he relieves himself, that water or that stone is ready. The stones and the water are ready for him to be able to use to clean that impurity away straight away. If not, otherwise when you go out looking for water and stones, that impurity could spread it might stay, you might not be able to clean it off properly afterwards. So the Shaykh says here, you can see in these ahadith, 
that Prophet ﷺ would prepare the water in advance, have it ready, prepare the stones, etc. in advance, have them ready. So that was ready so that when he relieved himself, ﷺ, he would be able to purify himself straight away. What about tissue paper and these types of things? Here the hadith is talking about water, water is obvious, stones. Is it permissible to use tissue paper instead? Correct. Something which has the same effect as the stones, something that has the same effect as the stones, then it's okay to use. So something like tissue paper, it could be used. But the best thing to do is that a person uses water too. You should use water, and then afterwards if you want to use the tissue as well, you can use the tissue too. But the water should be used. The water should be used in cleaning yourself after relieving yourself and the tissue is something that can be used as an addition. The fifth benefit from this hadith, the shaykh says, في الحديث دليل على الاستثار على الاستثار عن الناس عند قضاء الحاجة إما باتخاذ ساتر وإما بالبعد في القضاء هذا إذا كان في طريق أو مكان غير معد لقضاء الحاجة كطريق السفر مثلا أو الأراضي التي ليس فيها بناء أما إذا كان يقضي حاجته في مكان معد, معد, معد لهذا فلا يبعد, يبعد عن الناس The Shaykh says the hadith indicates that a person must conceal himself and distance himself from the eyes of the people when relieving himself and that is if you're out in the open somewhere obviously if you're out in the open somewhere then you must go to a place where you can conceal yourself as for if a person is going to relieve himself in places that are pre-prepared like the bathrooms and toilets nowadays they are sectioned off and they are cubicles etc or in your home you have a room you lock the door these are prepared places where you can lock yourselves in and you are hidden and concealed in that case there's no problem you're hidden and concealed but out in the open where there are no such things as a door you can close and lock then you must go to some place where you can conceal yourself in relieving yourself وهكذا نرى من خلال هذه الأحكام والمسائل الشرعية بأن الإسلام هو دين النظافة والكمال ودين الحضارة والرقي وأما ما يدعيه الغرب من حضارة من حضارة في اللعب والله وكشف العرات وإهدار الأخلاق فهذه حضارة زائفة بل هي نحطات وصفول The Sheikh says from these types of narrations now we understand that the religion of Islam is a religion of purity and it is a religion of perfection, a religion of civilization. It is a civilized religion. It is civilized that a person, he cleans himself after going to the toilet. It is something which is goodness and purity and cleanliness and perfection to do that. Compared to some of the Western uh, uh, methods of doing things where the people, they use the toilet and they don't even clean their hands afterwards. Or they stand next to each other without concealing themselves. So the Shaykh says this shows to you the perfection and the goodness of the religion of Al-Islam. The next hadith after that. The Shaykh says Al-Hafid ibn Hajar rahimahullahu ta'ala. وعن أبي هريرة رضي الله عنه قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم اتقوا اللعانين. الذي يتخلى في طريق الناس أو في ظلهم رواه مسلم 
Abu Huraira radiallahu anhu narrates that the Prophet sallallahu said, be warned from the two accursed ones, or the two uh, affairs that cause curse to be upon them. The two accursed ones. The one who relieves himself in the roadway or in the pathway of the people. He relieves himself in the roadway or in the pathway. The roadway or the pathway that the people typically use. That would obviously be harmful to the people if somebody came and used that roadway or pathway to relieve themselves. Now this impurity will be on their pathway when they are walking. Or he relieves himself in a place which is used as a shadow by the people. Especially in the olden times when the sun is hot and the heat is there. Then they would use certain places where they could find shade and sit under that shade to protect themselves from the heat. So here it's mentioned that using those places of shade to relieve yourself is not good. Because the people need those places of shade to protect themselves from the sun. But how are they going to use those places and go to them if someone's relieved themselves there? So it is said here now in this hadith, uh, be warned from the two accursed ones, the two accursed actions, the one who relieves himself in the pathway of the people, and the one who relieves himself in the shades of the people, where the people sit in the shade. Hadith of Sahih Muslim. The next hadith indicates the hadith of Abu Dawood عن معاذ بن جبل والموارد ولفظه اتقوا الملاعن الثلاثة That be warned from the three accursed actions البراز في الموارد Again this is relieving yourself in certain places where the people are in need of The explanation will come in the pathway again, وَالذِّلْ in the shade again. Then another narration, وَلِأَحْمَدْ عَنِ ibn Abbas, Imam Ahmad narrates from Ibn Abbas, أَوْ ma, Or from the place of water, where the water comes. And again, this will be explained. وَفِيهِمَا ضَعَفْ Al-Hafid ibn Hajar says these two have some weakness in them. وَأَخْرَجَ الطَّبَرَانِيُّ أَنَّهِيَ عَنْ قَضَاءِ الْحَاجَةِ تَحْتَ الْأَشْجَارِ الْمُثْمِرَةِ and again, there's a, a, a weak chain of narration from Ibn Umar in Tabarani where he narrates that it is impermissible to relieve yourself under a tree which has fruits or at the banks of a flowing river. Uh, and again, the hadith has some weakness in it. But all of these hadith now, they are talking about the places where it is impermissible for you to relieve yourself. Clearly nowadays the people have their bathrooms and their toilets etc. But if you're out in the open, especially in those days as the situation was and even now, maybe in certain circumstances you might find yourself in that situation. Then if you're out in the open, then there are certain places you cannot use to relieve yourself in. And these are the types of places that have been mentioned now in these ahadith. One of them is the roadway or the pathway that the people used to walk along. Clearly it would not be permissible to use that. The shade, certain places where there is shade and the people like to go and sit there under the shade, then don't go and relieve yourself in that place which makes it then useless to the people and they can't use it as a shade anymore. Or uh, the places from where the water comes from, the sources of the water, then those types of places not to uh, use those either. Or under trees where fruit grows on them. Or at the banks, at the sides of flowing rivers. 
So all of these places the Shaykh says you cannot urinate in them and you cannot uh, relieve yourself, answer to the call of nature at those places, uh, whichever type that might be. Uh, as for the first two, the Shaykh says, the roadway of the people and the places where they sit for shade, then they are mentioned in Sahih Muslim. And there's no doubt that they are authentic. That it is not permissible, it is not correct or accurate to relieve yourself in the roadway of the people or at the places of the shades. There's no issue in that. As for the remainder, the narration of Ahmed and the narration of Abu Dawood and Tabarani, all these have got some weakness in them. However, it could be said that these weak narrations are given some degree of strength because of the narration of Sahih Muslim. The narration of Sahih Muslim is authentic, no doubt, about the roadways and about the shades. So maybe that narration could be used as something which strengthens the other narrations. So here now the Sheikh is going to explain all of this in detail. Firstly, the roadway. Al-Mawdi'u al-Awwal al-Tariq. الطريق وقد جاء في رواية بداود أن المراد بالطريق قارعة الطريق وهي الجادة التي قرعتها أو قرعتها الأقدام ووسمتها ذاهبة وراجعة. The pathway meaning of that is the actual pathway that the people walk upon. The actual roads, the alleyways, the pathways that people walk along in between the fields and the deserts or whatever it is, there might be certain designated pathways, roadways, routes that the people walk across. Those places where the people walk across, those roads, those pathways, it's not permissible to go and relieve yourself there. The actual places that they used to walk across. Sometimes you might have a huge pathway. It could be a huge road. And the people might actually only use one side of it. And one side from some other part of it isn't even used. Then that doesn't come into this. What the meaning of this hadith is, the actual pathways and the roads that the people walk upon and they use for their traveling and their walking. As for the shadow, المراد به المكان الذي يستذل به الناس من حرارة الشمس وينتفعون به ويجلسون فيه كذل الأشجار والجدران وغير ذلك لأن هذه الظلال من المرافق من المرافق العامة فإن الإنسان إذا قضى حاجته في طريق الناس وفي ظلهم فإنه يكون مسيئا إليهم as for the shade, then like we mentioned, there are certain places like under the trees or under the wall or other types of places where there could be shade and the people, they love to sit under those places to protect themselves from the heat of the sun and the, uh, the, the, the heat that is upon them. So they sit in those places to protect themselves from that. They like to sit under the shade in those places. If you go and urinate there or relieve yourself there, then those places are no longer usable to sit and use for the shade. That is why it's impermissible to do that. So if you were to therefore relieve yourself in the pathway of the people where they walk in their roads or in the places where they sit for shade, then you would make those roadways and pathways useless for them to use or difficult for them to use. And those places of shade, they wouldn't be able to sit there anymore. That would then be a cause for the people to curse you. The people would then curse you for having done that for having made their places of shade useless to them, for having made their roadway and pathways dirty. The people will curse you for that. وَلِذَلِكَ سَمَّاهُمَا اللَّعَانَيْنِ تَثْنِيَةُ اللَّعَانِ أَوِ اللَّعَانَيْنِ تَثْنِيَةُ اللَّعَانِ 
بمعنى أن الناس يلعنونه إذا كان يقضي حاجته في هذين المكانين That's why the hadith says be warned of the two accursed ones These two are cursed The people will curse them if they go and relieve themselves in their places of shade Or if they go and relieve themselves in the pathway The people will curse them and that's why the hadith says Be warned from these two cursed ones um, the hadith says the one who conceals himself or hides himself in the pathways of the people. It doesn't actually say the one who relieves himself. That is because like we said in the Quran, in the Sunnah, in the Sunnah then the words that are used are honorable words. So they mention relieving yourself in a way which is indirect, which is like a simile or metaphor to indicate relieving yourself. So when they say that a person, he hides himself and conceals himself, what they mean by that is that he's going to go and relieve himself. He's going to use the toilet. So that's what the hadith says and that's what it means. Now basically a person cannot do that in the roadways or in the places where there is shade. The second is the shadows. وَقَدْ عَرَفْنَا وَالْمُرَادْ بِهِ مَا يُسْتَظَلُّ بِهِ مِنَ الْحَرْءِ مِنْ ذِلِّ جِذَارٍ خَيْمَةٍ أو شَجَرَةٍ أو جَبَلٍ أو غير ذلك مما له ذل ينتفع الناس به ويجلسون فيه The shadows we already mentioned where the people sit under walls, under trees, under tents or other types of things where they can protect themselves from the heat and so it's not permissible to use those types of places to relieve yourself وَقَدْ قَالَ الْعُلَمَاءِ and the scholars have said إِنَّ مَثَلَ الذِّلِّ المشمس فِي الشِّتَاءِ إِذَا كَانَ هُنَاكَ مَكَانِ تَشَمَّسُ النَّاسُ فِيهِ فِي الشِّتَاءِ فَإِنَّهُ مِثْلُ الذِّلِّ أَيْضًا لَا يَجُوزُ أَنْ أَوْ يَتَبَوَّلْ فِيهِ أَحَدٍ Similarly, the scholars have said that if there is a place where the people go to for the sake of the sun, in winter it's cold, it's cold in winter, but there may be certain places where the sun comes down. There are certain places that are known to be warm with the sun. So in winter, it's the opposite. They're not looking for shade. They're looking for places where there's warmth. Those places that are known for their warmth, and people go there for, uh, as you might say in English, a sunbathing, meaning to go there to find some heat. Then again, in those places, it would be impermissible to go and relieve yourself in those places because it's the same as the shade but the opposite way the shade is looking for shade from heat and this is looking for heat from the cold so that would be <coughs> impermissible too and similarly the sheikh says anything which harms the people takes that same type of ruling everything that harms the people takes that same kind of ruling here relieving yourself in the road or in the place of the shade it harms the people because you're preventing them from using those facilities then. For example, if a person went and slaughtered something, 
under that place of the shade. And he left all the blood and all of the, the leftovers from the slaughtering and he just left it all there and went home. And that would be something which would be a problem for the people. All of the leftover blood and this and that and everything just sat there. And that would be harmful too. Or a person, he leaves some uh, items, some rubbish, some uh, thorns or something in a place where the people need that place. Then that would be incorrect. Generally speaking, anything that a person does which is harmful to the people is not good. And it is not correct that you do things that are going to be harmful. In the hadith of Abu Dawood, ittaqul mala'in, be fearful and be warned and protect yourselves from those who are cursed. And those are the people who have the curse upon them. The dua is made against them for the curse to be upon them. And they are the people who al-barazu fil mawarid. They do al-baraz fil mawarid, meaning that they relieve themselves. Uh, they relieve themselves. Wa kunya bihi kunya bihi an al-shay aladhi yukhraj aw yukhraj min al-dubar min bab al-adab wa huwa adam dhikr al-ashya al-mustaqdar al-mustakraha bi asmaiha. And again, the same thing that this is the place that people gather. The mawarid are the places where the people gather. These are known gathering places of the people. Al-Mawarid, Jam'u Mawrid. وَهُوَ مَكَانُ وُرُودِ النَّاسِ أي المكان الذي يستقون منه الماء سواء كان هذا المورد بئرا أو كان نهرا أو غديرا It's a place where the people they gather, they get together to collect water from. So it could be a well, or it could be some small type of stream or lake. Places where people get together, gather, to collect water from, it's not permissible to go and relieve yourself at those types of places. Because in هذه الأشياء يستخرج يستخرج الناس منها الماء لطعامهم وشرابهم وجميع حاجاتهم فلا يجوز لأحد أن يأتي ويتبول أو يتغوض فيها. These are places where people come to collect water for their food and their eating and their drinking. So clearly it's not permissible for someone to go and relieve himself at those types of places where they are the sources of water where people collect their water from. Because that will impurify the water, it will cause harm to the people, the smell, etc. That will be bad and the people will not wish to collect the water from that place thereafter. So it is something which is required to keep those places clean. The wells and the other places where the water is collected. The fourth place is under fruit-bearing trees. Trees that have fruit on them. يعني التي لها ثمر ينتفع به إما بالأكل وإما بغيره من أوجه الانتفاع Trees that have fruits growing on them that the people benefit from Either eating those fruits or using those fruits for other purposes Then it is not permissible to go and relieve yourself under those types of trees Because that is something that will make that place disgusting to people They want to go and collect these fruits But how are they going to do that if there is uh, people having relieved themselves under the tree? Then that is not something good and it is something disgusting again. And then on top of that, if a person urinates under that tree, then that urine falls into the ground, the tree will drink up that urine in its roots. And again, the people will find that something disgusting. And that effect may go into the effect of the fruits. The fruits may be affected by the tree drinking in the urine that is being urinated upon it. So all of these reasons, it is not permissible to relieve yourself under a tree where there are fruits growing upon it and the people they benefit from that. Also, 
وهو الماء المجتمع من السيول أو من غيرها فالإنسان لا يتبول فيه ولا يقضي فيه حاجته places where water has gathered where water flows and it has gathered together then that is again somewhere where you don't go and relieve yourself because again this is people this is water that people might use it is water that animals might come and use and drink from so it's not permissible to go and urinate in those types of places or to relieve yourself in those places وقد تحدث بعض الأطباء المعاصرين عن أن يتبول أو التغوض في المستنقعات التي لا تجري بأن ذلك يؤدي إلى التولد الجراثيم والتكاثرها and the doctors have even said the scientists have said if you go and urinate at the places where water gathers then that urine and relieving yourself it causes germs and all types of diseases to uh, emanate from that and so these types of places they become places where there are diseases and illnesses because there's water there and people are urinating and relieving themselves in there وقد تقدم في أول الكتاب النهي عن أن يغتسل الإنسان أو يتبول في الماء الدائم الذي لا يجري and we've already mentioned right at the beginning of Balugh al-Maram the impermissibility of urinating in a water that isn't flowing still water then it's not permissible to do so and this is just like that that if a person goes to a place where there is still water it's not flowing in any way then it's going to make that a problem and bad smells etc if you go and relieve yourself in that type of water so these places where people gather their water from where water gathers from flowing together it's not permissible to go and relieve yourself at those places similarly the sixth place is at the river banks at the sides of rivers it's not permissible to relieve yourself there because again that is a place where the people will gather if people want to collect water from the river they need to go to the river bank to the sides of the rivers to be able to collect the water but if people are going and urinating and relieving themselves at the sides of the rivers how are the people going to be able to get their water so again this will be something which is incorrect and an act which is not good to make that area polluted with uh, relieving yourself the river banks at the sides of the rivers making it difficult for people to go and collect water etc so these are some of the narrations regarding the places where it is incorrect and impermissible for a person to relieve himself. We'll conclude upon that point now. And inshallah, next time when we start, we'll start with the hadith of Jabir radiallahu anhu uh, concerning about a person who relieves himself. Is it permissible to talk whilst doing that? Uh, and again, there's some other issues inshallah we'll come to next time. Uh, when we begin, insha'Allah ta'ala. So we'll conclude there for now. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.